scumbags! Rage! Sports Rage with Gabe Morency. Rage all you want. Let's roll. This is Sports Rage. I am Gabe Morency. The pimps, the players, the hustlers, the people that bust them, and everybody else in between throwing it down. The Friday Night Freak Show begins now, 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 as uh, we kick it. Major League Baseball takes center stage uh, this evening, at least uh, for the time being, as the Houston Astros are on the verge of doing something that only one team in Major League Baseball history have ever done before. And anytime that happens, it always blows my mind uh, because they've been playing baseball for a long time. It's hard to believe, but only one team have ever come back uh, from being down uh, three games to none, and that was the 2004 Boston Red Sox. Of course, came back on the New York Yankees, went on to win uh, the World Series. The Houston Astros, the underdog that everybody loves. Oh, no, wait. Uh, That's right. They're not an underdog that everybody loves. Uh, They're the villains that everybody hates. Uh, But here they are. They're one win away uh, from another World Series. Meanwhile, we've had a lot of history being made as far as the Major League Baseball playoffs uh, are concerned. Uh, Yesterday, the Houston Astros became the first uh, team in playoff history to start the game with a home run and then end the game uh, with a home run. And uh, tonight, you know, my mind is blown, but I don't know. I have a pretty feeble mind. Uh, But my mind is like, can't believe it. Worlds are colliding here. That the fact that Will Smith, the Dodgers, season on the brink, Will Smith smacks a three-run shot off of Will Smith. That's right. Will Smith hit a home run off of Will Smith uh, this evening. That's, you know, come on. That's the first time that's ever happened. <laughs> Will Smith hitting a home run off of a Will Smith. And what's even, like, more crazy about the fact that, you know, you think of Will Smith, that the two out of the two Will Smiths tonight, both of them are white. Like, that's, that's like, another, like, blows my mind. All right, it's football Friday, so we're going to try to blow your mind with some winning picks. Big man on campus steps up and in. Barstool Sports in the house this evening. Big man on campus kicks it with us. Meanwhile, we uh, we send it to the strip in Las Vegas. Tony Finn steps up and in and breaks it down uh, with us as well. We're going to run the gauntlet. We're talking NFL football. We're talking baseball playoffs. We're talking uh, college uh, football. We're going to run the gauntlet through the college football card. It's football Friday with a little baseball. And, of course, UFC Fight Island sprinkled in as well. We're ready to uh, rock and roll with the fights as well. I'm in a gambling mood tonight. This is Sports Rage. Bet your rage. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. You're listening to Sports Rage with Gabe Morency. Don't ruin your appetites. I'm buying lunch for everybody on me. Oh, what's the occasion? I'm rich. I won my bets on the Rose Bowl, the Sugar Bowl, the Cotton Bowl, and I chunked it all on a hockey game, and I won that. All right, all right. How much did you win? 116 bucks. What a windfall. Yeah. Yeah, I still feel tingly. Gets me every time. Like how he said, I chunked it on a hockey game. I chunked it. 
Yeah, that's it. You know, I, I've, I've chunked a lot of picks. Trust me. I've chunked a lot of picks, all right? <laughs> this is Sports Rage. I am Gabriel Renzi, the Friday night uh, freak show. A big man on campus from Barstool Sports will join us um, in the next. Uh, he'll join us in about 10 minutes' time. Tony Finn joins us every Friday as well uh, from Las Vegas. Wager talk in the house. So we're going to run the gauntlet tonight. We're talking college football, NFL football, uh, Major League Baseball playoffs starting to get exciting right now. But uh, would they be as exciting if the Los Angeles Dodgers haven't just uh, made this thing a series? Uh, Big-time excitement. Will Smith hits a three-run shot off of Will Smith. And as I stated off the top, I got to believe it's the first time ever that this has happened in playoff history. And I was smart enough to say playoff history because – I don't know, like, you got to, it kind of blows my mind that, like, the dudes have the same name, but I think it's just more the fact that the name is Will Smith. Evidently, like, uh, there have been same-name players and, uh, uh, like, hitters and pitchers that have faced off against each other. Uh, This is the first time uh, two players with the same name have faced each other in the postseason. I don't know, man. If anybody can, like, rattle this off and tell me right now who who they were, I'll be impressed. No prize. It's not a trivia show, but I'll be impressed. Like, like off the top of my head, I can't. I'm not like, oh, yeah, yeah, you know what? Like, I can't even think of a pitcher and a hitter with the same name off the top of my head. I don't know. I, don't, I, I have no idea, but I'm assuming there's some, like, last name Smith or Jones or something like that that has happened. Pitcher Smith and a hitter Smith or a pitcher, pitcher Jones, Johnson. Yeah, it's got to be like, but like first name and last name? First name and last name? Oh, you know what? Shout out to Cody. Cody in Vancouver steps up and in. Rapid fire. Well done. Chris Young versus Chris Young. All right. All right. Good. Cody's bringing his A game tonight. No prize. As I stated, there's no prize. Chris, so, so Chris Young versus Chris Young. Yeah, like I said, it's had, you know, I got to believe there's other ones too of that example, right? Sort of common names, but like Will Smith, you know, and like I said, they're both white. I guess, you know, baseball history being made time and time again. But can baseball history be made for real with the Houston Astros? I know we have uh, listeners and viewers of all different age groups. Um, so some of you will vividly remember uh, 2004. Some of you, you know, know about it. Some of you don't know anything about it at all. Uh, but yeah, in 2004, and ironically enough, was the Dodgers manager, Dave Roberts, that got it all started. The Boston Red Sox were down three games to none. They were, they were like, it was like the ninth inning too. Like they were down three games to none. There was two out. They were about to lose the series. It was over. And they figured, all right, I'll just send Dave Roberts. Dave Roberts is at first base. <laughs> Dave Roberts stole second. He was barely safe. And uh, they, they ended up winning the game. And and then, you know, the rest is history. Then they won their first World Series in forever. And it's funny because people were actually pulling for them then. Hard to believe, but Boston wasn't always a big douchebag sports town that everybody hated. You know, like people felt sorry for the Boston Red Sox and the Red Sox fans. You know, 87 years or whatever it was. And, you know, finally they win. You know, the Patriots were always crap. 
the Patriots were never good. So it's like when the Patriots won a Super Bowl with Tom Brady the first time, nobody ever imagined it was going to turn into the monster that it did. But it did, right? Did anyone know during that tuck rule game when uh, his college teammate, Charles Woodson? That was a fumble. But uh, I digress. So, yeah, history being made. Houston Astros, wow. It really is amazing, though. And I said it earlier in the week. You're hot until you're not, all right? You're the man until you're not the man. And, you know, I, I had Randy Cross on before, and I heard Randy Cross drop that on a football game once. You're the man until you're not the man. And he was basically talking about how Joe Montana was the man in San Francisco, and then he wasn't. Steve Young was, right? Like, like he was basically stating, like, no matter who you are, you know what I mean? Like, you're not always going to be the guy. And and it's the same thing with betting. We compare this stuff to gambling. Sports and gambling, there's, like, correlations, like, galore. It's the same thing. Golf and gambling, everything in gambling. You can, you know, there's the analogy. But especially, like, you look at baseball, it's a streaky sport, man. Like, we all know this. Like, anyone that bets baseball on a daily basis knows. You bet streaks in baseball. Even the worst teams in baseball will go on a four or five game win streak a couple of them uh, times a year, right? And every team, every team in the league, oh, look, they've won seven in a row. Oh, they won 12 or 13. Oh, yeah, and then check back in two weeks later. Oh, man, they're two and nine in their last 11. It's just, it's you know, sports by nature, but baseball, especially because it's a daily sport. Football's a little different because it's weekly. But any sport that's daily, like it's a daily sport like baseball, you could be red hot on Tuesday, but on Friday, man, you're in a deep-ass slump, and you ain't seen the ball properly anymore. The lights are too bright, and everything's just bothering you. Like, there's, there's just a little things are different, and it's, you know, we, people say it all the time, but it's true. In baseball, you're good if you, if you fail seven out of ten times. Like, baseball is a sport of failure, right? And you look at Tampa, guys. From where Tampa was three days ago, flipping over walls, catching everything, smoking the ball, striking everybody out. They were like unstoppable. <laughs> like They looked like the best baseball team in the history of baseball. It was like, yeah, no one's beating these guys. You, you, you look, at, look at these guys. Look at how these guys play. Right? They, they eat everything up, double plays, just, you know, pitching changes. Everything's perfect. Fast forward three days later. They're booting balls. They're leaving runners in scoring position. Pass balls, airs, pitchers throwing the ball all over the place. Um, they're t- now they're all pissed off. Snell's uh, pissed off at the manager now that he got uh, he, and he's he's vocal. He complained after the game to the media about this. So now suddenly you got players complaining. They're on a three-game losing streak. And look over at the Astros dugout. The Astros are playing drums and they're they're high-fiving each other and they're dancing and stuff. Uh, you know, like I said, you're hot until you're not. <laughs> and suddenly the Rays are not. And I'm telling you, man, the, this everyday stuff is vicious. It's It really is. Like, you know, you, you we, we talk about 2020 and what these sports mean. And, the you know, there ain't no asterisks next to any of this stuff. Like baseball, they never play every day like this, guys. Like they do in the regular season. But in the playoffs, you know, you get those off days, the travel days and stuff. And it sets up the rotation more. Like, this really is a war of attrition. It, it's a test of your depth. It's a test of your your energy. And can you ride this out and stay hot? Right? So the Houston, And, you know, we'll see what happens with the Atlanta Braves. The Atlanta Braves, 8-1 eight, eight coming into tonight. 
uh, in, in the postseason, right? You're hot until you're not. And, you know, we all know this in gambling, right? I mean, come on, man. You could be hot and not in the same damn day if you bet. How many times have you had a great Saturday morning of college football? Early games, noon games, Eastern time, first, you know, the first, uh, the first slate of games, you crush it. You're like, wow, what a great start to the day, man. I'm five and one. And then by the time the Hawaii game starts, uh, you're down two dimes. <laughs> I'm generally the opposite, though. Like, I have a pattern of betting. I've been betting long enough that I know my patterns. I usually lose my first couple of bets. I usually, like, I'm like, man, I'm down 250 already. And then at the end of the night, I'm like, oh, look, I'm up 200. I'm up 300. Like, you know. So I sort of look at the big picture. I don't take it bet by bet. I know I'm going to place a lot of bets in a night. So I'm like, yeah, whatever. I, I have the attitude sort of uh, now. As long as I have more money than I did when I started that tonight, then I can't complain. I always want to win more. But it is what it is. Mick Jagger says, you don't always get what you want, but you get what you need. Portrait's late night continues. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. And you know what? It'll be nice having a little extra tech to bet on college football. Sports Rage Late Night continues. I am Renzi in the Friday Night Freak Show. The Will Smith uh, gifts are lighting up uh, already, and the real Will Smith's got to be uh, thinking, why the hell am I trending on Twitter uh, right now? But this will just result in some sales uh, for him. He's got he's to capitalize. But, yeah, sad-looking Will Smith placed on the head of the Will Smith. I said, man, Will Smith hits a home run off of Will Smith, and they're both white guys uh, as well. So it's 2020, man. It's a crazy-ass world. All right, let's bring in uh, Barstool Sports in the house. Big man on campus steps up and in on the Friday Night Freak Show. What's up, big man? How are you, Gabe? I'm doing better after that uh, three-run home run uh, from Will Smith. I'm a longtime Dodger fan, and uh, this series has been excruciatingly frustrating. Uh, but uh, they finally uh, break loose, and... The Astros, uh, big comeback with the Astros. I've been on the Astros the last couple of days. And they are nothing tops a game seven. We've only had one team ever come back, big man, 2004. Of course, the Red Sox over the Yankees. But, I, you know, and now you see Blake Snell's ripping the manager after the game tonight with the media. Seems like Tampa's falling apart. What do you think? You think Houston's going to win this game? It's hard to say that they're not. Uh... Look, I mean, it seems like Tampa, you know, the magic's kind of fallen behind the wayside. But your Dodgers, uh, you know, they, I think if any team's going to do it, you hope it's them. Uh, I kind of feel bad for you year after year with this group. I mean, they, uh, you know, they have a great season and then they just kind of falter in the playoffs. And it looked like that was kind of where this series was headed. But uh, you get a big or big three run one. Yeah. You ever been a fan of a team? I, You know, it's kind of like you with the Eagles now. Like, when they lose, are you really surprised? No. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, no. So, like, 
So like with the Dodgers, I get excited if they win, but if they lose, you know, inside I'm like, yeah, whatever, a bunch of losers. Like, you know what I mean? What I expected from you. You know, it's one of those type of deals. So I don't really get my hopes too up. It's been 32 years. Hard to believe, but it's been 32 freaking years uh, since they've won. So at this point, I'm kind of used to it, big man. You know what I mean? I don't even really get all that upset anymore, but they're just so talented. And, you know, I don't know. There's only so many times you can be the best team in baseball and not win. It gets frustrating. But, um, it, hey, but, it, is, I mean, it, is, with, it is what it is. With, with, with the payroll they have, um, you know, they last won a world title in, in 30, you know, 32 years ago. So, you, know, you, you, you look at this team and, and, you know, they have the pitching. They have the bullpen year in and year out. They give Mookie Betts a ton of money. You have good young players like – you know, Bellinger and, and, you know, pitchers like Bueller and some of these young guys. So, yeah, I mean, you, you hope, um, you know, they can win it soon. And, you know, this should be a special one if they could find a way to beat the Braves. The Braves aren't anything special. I, I think they're obviously very beatable. You know, Gabe, it's interesting, though. I'm not um, I'm not kept into baseball too much. I got to be real. I, I just haven't felt it this season. I don't I don't know why. I guess just with all the football and, and we had the NBA. It was head-to-head the head with time. the NBA. Yeah, yeah, the regular season. Kind of extended more of my time. Yeah, into that. Yeah. Oh, I, I totally get it. You know, I'm into it. I've been betting it every day. Not well, I might add, big man. Not not well. <laughs> so, but I've been betting it uh, every day. But no, I totally get it. But now, you know, it's cool. Like tomorrow, it's one of those deals where it's like, oh, wow. Hey, game seven, right? You check in. But listen, I'm a, dude, I'm a diehard Dodger fan, and I have been since 1977. Dude, earlier, I you know, the sound was up on the Houston-BYU game. <laughs> I'm just being honest. Like, I had the Dodger game up. I was like, yeah, I got the sound up on the Houston-BYU uh, the Houston -BYU game. Uh, but I, not for nothing, I want game, I, I, real quick, I wouldn't uh, – you know, the, the sound on the BYU-Houston game sucks. I mean, the, these commentators blow. I mean, they're, they're brutal. Oh, Andre, I'm a fan of Andre Ware. That's Andre Ware, a Heisman Trophy Are winner. You? Yeah, yeah. Well, if you nice. – listen – He's a, um, he's uh if, you know, I was tweeting earlier, actually, he gives you basically, it's like going to a quarterback camp. If you tune into this guy, every play, he's like, this is where you got to drop it, you know, before the defense, every play he's like, they got to go to the left. They got to go to the right. He sees everything. He's connected with the Houston Cougars. Um, I'll disagree. I'm a fan of, uh, I'm a fan of Andre Ware. Um, especially with the, with the quarterback, with the quarterback, you know, the quarterback analysis of, of like just everything of the passes, the, the vision and stuff. I actually enjoy his work. Listen, there's the quality of announced teams suck. And ESPN just generally have, you know, Johnny generic dudes up there that you can't really decipher who they are. But I do personally like uh, Andre Ware. But let's get into Saturday's uh, card. Um, I want to go through as many games as we can. And, you know, I, I missed the number on this one. And I think that normally I don't cry. I hate when people bitch. Well, I would have bettered at this, but I'm not going to better now because it's a half point different. So, well, it's not a great, like, lock then, was it, buddy, if you're not concerned about a half point, right? But when you go from three and a half to two and a half, it's a big difference. And I was just looking. It's not my top pick, but I'm a degenerate, so I like to get this, the party started early. And I've been doing well at the SEC this year. And Auburn laying three and a half on the road, big man, was something that I wanted to bet against. And I was going to jump on the Gamecocks. Um, you know, Knicks is eight and one at home, three and four on the road. 
They're not the same team on the road, even with limited fans. But it's down to two and a half, and I really do think this game could be a one-point game, two-point game, three-point game. You know, doesn't this game feel like it's going to be 24-23 or something like that? Yeah, and I, I think you raised a good point about Bo Nix uh, on the road. I mean, three and four, uh, nine TDs and seven picks. So not exactly good. Definitely been vulnerable. Look, I, I don't know about you, Gabe, but I, I'm kind of done with, with the Gus Malzahn experiment. I, I mean, this is year after year. It, you know, he had that one year with, with Cam Newton, but uh, and I don't, was he even there? Yeah, he was there at that point. Um, but outside of that, I mean, they, they just haven't had much success. Uh, defensively, I, I'm not a big fan. And I'll tell you what I, a real issue I have with Auburn. Their offensive line sucks. Uh, South Carolina, look, not 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 world beaters. But, yeah, I'm not really looking to, to lay any sort of points with uh, with Auburn away from home. So I, I, I agree with you. I won't be betting this game. But, um, you know, they haven't, uh, they haven't beat Auburn in a while. It could be tomorrow. This is not a great Auburn team. Clemson's laying 27 and a half against Georgia Tech. I don't really have a feel for this one. To me, this is a pass, big man. 64 and a half, the total. Any opinion on this one? Yeah, you know, I, I think Clemson's team total is interesting. I think it's like 44 and a half here. Georgia Tech can't <laughs> stop much of anyone. Um, they uh, they actually played pretty well, though, in the second half uh, last week against Louisville. But, you know, this is a defense that isn't very good. Um you know, I'm not real in love with laying big numbers with Clemson. They they struggled a little early in the season to do that, but yeah, I mean, better games in the card. Um, you know, Clemson should should roll points wise. This should probably touch 45, but I won't be betting this one. Yeah, I just got a chuckle out of the team total of 44 and a half, but it's actually pretty accurate. I said earlier today too. You know, Clemson 45-14 in that range. They can name their score, and I was wondering if you can get to the over, but then I don't know how much Georgia Tech is going to score. Uh, in this football game, but this next game, big man, man, seems, seems yeah, very, that's what very, I'm saying. Very, that's what I would. Yeah, you know, at best, forty-five twenty-one. Like you know, Clemson to give up about nineteen points a game. I sort of see Georgia Tech scoring about seventeen, forty-five seventeen. You know, in in that range, but I don't love it either. I usually I don't really ever bet. If I usually bet these big spread games, it's if I can talk myself into the underdog. You know what I mean? But I don't, I, it's like a pass. But this next game, the number's been bouncing around all week from, from 10 and a half, 13 and a half. So it was 11 and a half earlier in the day. Now I'm seeing 12 and a half uh, posted. Uh, Pittsburgh Panthers and the Miami Hurricanes, uh, big man. So I don't know if you heard anything about Kenny Pickett, but yeah, I know he's beat up. I know he's banged up, but I, I believe he, he's good to go. I don't know how effective he's going to be able to be, but. I just think the number's too high here. You know, Miami are always that trendy team. People buy in, and I get it. You know, Pittsburgh only lost to to Boston College and stuff, but Pittsburgh, this Pittsburgh team can move the ball. I don't think people realize. Like, they can put points up on the board. I think the total's too low in this game, and I think Pittsburgh can hang with Miami. I don't think Miami should be double-digit favorites in this game. I think it's going to be a close game. I like the over more. I mean, this total is just so low. Yeah, I mean, that's because I think Pitt uh, really trusts their defense. I, I don't know what, though, they've seen out of Miami to warrant uh, the total being low, though. I, I, I don't know if anyone's noticed, but Miami can't really stop anyone. I mean, they, they didn't stop anyone last week. They they haven't stopped anyone. They didn't stop Louisville when they played them early in the season. So this, this isn't a team that's very good defensively. 
Pickett, as far as his status, from what I understand, it's uh, not a hundred percent, but he's going to try to try to try to get it done. I, look, that's not ideal, but I think Pittsburgh's good enough defensively. They're the much better defensive team here. I'm willing to think that they'll get enough stops to hang around. I was surprised as well at the number. It seemed a little high for me. This is, I feel like, the kind of number you would give to like Duke or or a, or a lower level ACC team. Pitt's actually pretty solid. I think if you can get 85% out of Pickett, I'd be happy with that. He's still a good enough player. They've got some good skill position players. I don't think Miami's very good defensively, and I think Pitt's going to have something for them on defense. They're actually very good against the run and getting to the quarterback. They kind of trust their secondary. So, yeah, I agree with you. I, I think this is a, a game that's within a touchdown. I think I think Pitt, if they can get something good out of Pickett, I think they challenge the win. I'm going to tell you right now, Gabe, I would take a shot here with Pitt on the money line. I think they can win this game if Pitt plays and you get something out of Pickett. This is a toss-up game to me. I, I don't understand this number. No, I don't understand the number. I think the total is too low at 47.5, plus 410 money line in that range, big man. And you know, every year, bro, the Pittsburgh Panthers have one of these big upsets in them. Every year. And then they'll, they'll have a clunker yeah. next week, type of thing. Right? They do it. They beat Clemson. They beat the Clemson a couple times. Yeah. Nate Peterman beat Deshaun Watson. They beat the Miami Hurricanes in Miami. I think that was Peterman in 2014. More sports rage on the other side. Break it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Rage it up. Sports Rage with Gabe Morenci. Rage all you want. Yeah, that team sure suck last night. They just played sucked. I've seen teams suck before, but they were the suckiest bunch of sucks that ever sucked. And sports Rage Late Night continues. A Friday Night Freak Show. Tony Finn's going to step up and in. In level two, we're kicking it with Big Man on Campus, who we're talking college football right now, but it's time to get our soccer cleats out once again. Thank God it's not MLS. Um, time, to get our, time to get the Adidas cleats out of the closet. Uh, big man, you got to be fired up for some soccer this weekend. I see the crew in the chat uh, talking soccer, and uh, I'm ready to get. I'm ready. You know, hopefully this overtrain continues in the Italian league, big man, because I'm ready to rock and roll. Well, yeah, that's not going to change. Uh, the Italian league is is much different than I'm sure you remember, and even I remember. Oh, yeah. uh, when I was a kid, it was nil nil, one nothing. The world, yeah, nil nil and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, not anymore. It's a it's a fun league now. Uh, plenty of goals, and it uh, should be a fun weekend there. I'm glad it's back. All right, so we'll get, we'll get into that in, in a couple of minutes. We're talking college football uh, right now. Uh, so we both agree as far as the Pittsburgh Panthers are concerned, getting about 12 and a half points. Uh, Notre Dame's been a good team this year. What do you make of this Notre Dame game? Any interest in this one? Yeah, you know, I thought this number was a little low. Um, I thought it would be up towards 18, 19. It's, it's 16 and a half. Um, uh, Louisville's been a disappointment. Um, you know, they really haven't done much of anything since Lamar Jackson left. Uh, Cunningham's not looked great. Uh, defensively, they are really bad. Um, I, I, this is kind of how I had the Clem, uh, similar to the Clemson game. This, this comes across to me as like 
45-17, something like that. I, didn't you think this number was a little low, Gabe? I, I was surprised yeah. by this one. You know, me and Cam talked about this game earlier, and it feels like feels like uh, I'd be comfortable in the 21 range. It feels like it's a three-touchdown game for Notre Dame. Notre Dame's a good team, yeah. and they don't get priced like this anymore. They're not as public as they used to be. And I brought it up earlier. Uh, Brian Kelly's a jerk. He's not going to let up on anybody. So, like, he wants to put points no. up. He's trying to crash the party and get to the playoffs. It's a shorter year this year, big man. It's not like, you know, most college football years, big man, it's like, well, let's just play our games and everything will fall into place. This year, it's not like that. We don't know. I mean, teams are playing eight games. Like, if there's, you know, maybe some some teams won't get that many in. We have now new conferences jumping in. Nobody knows what's going to happen with this college football playoff I think, and I think I can sense that Notre Dame have that killer instinct every week this year so far, big man. I agree with you. I think Notre Dame beats them. And, and I'll admit, I was wrong. I, coming into the year, I was excited about this Louisville team. But they turn the ball over. They don't convert. Their coaches are pussies. They go for they, they They punt on fourth down. Their defense can't stop anybody. I'm majorly disappointed in the Louisville Cardinal this year. I don't think they can hang with Notre Dame. No, I, I was – I mean, they were really dreadful last week uh, against Louisville in the second half. And, you, and you're right. I mean, when you're a team like Notre Dame and, and you're you got to kind of show out every week. Look, Notre Dame is a real interesting team this year. I mean, the SEC, I, I don't know if there's a world beater there. We know Clemson's good, but, you know, Notre Dame's a really interesting football team. Book's a great quarterback. I agree. I, I would probably bet this one up to 20 and a half. I, I was – this is a game uh, – Gabe, where if you can find a, a alternate line, uh, I, I would look to get on that. I mean, some of the books, uh, I know like the Barstool Sportsbook, they have a, a thing that allows you to alternate line every point. So I, I'm probably going to put this one up to 20 and a half and take a shot with some plus money. Uh, Texas A&M, big win last week against the Florida Gators. They're like five and a half against Mississippi State. I've never been a big Mike Leach fan. I cast your ticket in week one, but I'm not surprised the wheels are already falling off here, big man. Any interest in this one? Yeah, you know, this is actually my favorite bet of the week. I got Mississippi State at seven a few days ago. I like it down to five. I think five and a half is still a solid play. This is a stone-cold trap spot. Uh, people saw A&M last week beat Florida in front of all those fans. Now you got to go on the road, kind of got to forget about that. And you're going to face a desperate football team. Mississippi State was um, embarrassed last week against Kentucky. Mike Leach called them out after the game. And while Leach, look, you say what you want about him, um, this is a group that can move the football. This is an A&M defense that's not good. Uh, they gave up almost 750 yards over the last two games through the air. This is a Costello that uh, kid that can move the ball. We know that. I like this him. This is yeah. a Mississippi State defense game. They don't get enough credit. They've got a really good front seven. I think they're one of the better defenses you'll find. I know they didn't look good week one, but this is a defense I think you can back. I don't like Texas A&M. I think it's a game they lose outright. I will be all over Mississippi State. Like I said, I got a great number at seven, um, but at five, five and a half, I think it's kind of in that no man land number. I think they win the game. The public's going to get destroyed just like Florida did last week against Texas A&M. It's a very similar spot. I like Mississippi State here at home. You know what? I, I have a similar opinion, uh, big man, on, on an NFL game. Tennessee Titans just beat up the Bills on national television on Tuesday night. Yeah. Now they're laying three and a half on Sunday. Yeah. The Texans, I think the Texans beat them outright. Same, so sort of the same. Kind of a know, desperate I know, spot, yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, desperate short week. It's it's a different, you know, I know it's college and NFL is different, but I totally get uh, the theory with this with A&M, especially laying points on the road uh, right now. What do you think about that Kentucky game, uh, Kentucky and Tennessee? You know, speaking of Mississippi State, so Kentucky shut them down last week. But you want to talk about disappointments? Here's another disappointing team to me, Kentucky. This offense sucks, bro. With Wilson back, their offense is terrible. I mean, I guess we found out last year they were better with a wide receiver as their quarterback after all, right? <laughs> so then they get their real quarterback back, and he's terrible. You know, and now they're going to Tennessee. It seems like it's a good spot for Tennessee, doesn't it? After playing at Georgia last week, they played well in the first half, then reality caught up to them. I, you know, but I, I I prefer taking Kentucky as an underdog normally, but it feels to me like it's a spot for the Vols here. Any opinion on this one? Yeah, I mean anything under seven, I I have to agree with you. I, I thought I thought Tennessee was also very dreadful last week in the second half. Uh, they've got to look to probably get the bad taste out of their mouth, kind of like Mississippi State. I I think both teams are kind of in kind of that realm of thinking where. Yeah, they got to get going here. And you're right, Kentucky was has not been good. And I don't know if they necessarily have that Benny Snell type of running back that they've had in years past. I'm not a big Mark Stoops guy. Um, and look, I'm not going to make I'm going to make this clear. I'm not a big Guarantano fan at, at Tennessee. Oh, he's yeah, like yeah. he's been there for about 15 years. Um, <laughs> His eligibility. But, uh, yeah, you know, I yeah. like the skill position. Yeah, <laughs> I like the skill position players they have. Um, they can run the football. It doesn't I, get know, better I, I either, big man. Kentucky, so yeah. I don't like picking on no, college right. kids, he's, but he's been there like seven years, it feels like. And like he still turns the ball over. He still does. I just don't understand. And no disrespect. He's a tough kid, tough Jersey kid. You know, I don't know how Jersey kid's the quarterback out in the south there, but I'm just stating, big man, the Tennessee Volunteers, yeah, it's not Alabama. It's not, it's not Clemson. But it's still Tennessee – They've sent a million dudes to, to the NFL. They've won national championships before. And all due respect to the kid, but I can't believe they can't find a better quarterback in the last four or five years, big man. You know what I mean? Well, in the I, SEC I recruiting you country, respect, you can't I find mean, a better quarterback than this kid? Like, where are the T. Martins of the world? The where are the Andy Kellys, the Peyton Mannings? Yeah. Come on. They used to be quarterback you. Yeah. Well, they might get Arch Manning, so I think they can feel good about something. But, yeah, look, I think you're right. Uh, that's been an issue in the the, uh, the the SEC for a while. I mean, Alabama for many years. I mean, remember, like, the Blake Sims yeah. of the world? Some of, like, the yeah. stiffs they've had there. But yeah, I the will stiff give white guy game credit. manager types all the time. <laughs> the bad quarterbacks, you're right. Sure, sure. But you look at Tennessee. I mean, Guarantano has actually been pretty good. He was actually pretty good in the first half. And, you know, you mentioned turnovers. He has had that issue in the past. But this year he has not turned the football over yet. And he's played well. I, he, he does kind of come across, though, as that just kind of average quarterback. And you just got to hope he doesn't turn the ball over. They have some weapons, though. And I think – I just think they're a better team than Kentucky. I got to tell you, I think if you bet teasers I'm, – I'm not a huge teaser guy in college, but – I tell you what, getting Tennessee down to a pick seems like a lot, makes a lot of sense here. Um, I actually like that, and I like um, the Temple Owls, getting them down under, you know, near that seven mark. I like both sides there. North Carolina, we'll go rapid fire here. North Carolina Tar Heels ranked in the top five for the first time since 1997, and we're not talking about basketball uh, right now. Oftentimes, though, big man, you know, in teams, they read the press. Oh, we're talking. Come on. Well, you and I talked about it last week. They're not really a top five team. 
Is FSU ready for a win? Are they ready? Yeah, I like the quarterback change. So we saw they put some points up against the Irish. One of these weeks, Florida State's going to get the upset win. Now suddenly you got Florida State. It's crazy, isn't it, big man, from where we started the start of the year? Florida State were laying 13.5 to Georgia Tech. Now here they're getting 13.5 against the Tar Heels. Is, can, you know, what about an upset here in this one? I'm looking more at the total. This comes across to me as like a 40, 44, 31 type of game, something like that. I Look, I like to move to Travis. They needed to make a move. Yeah, I, I was sick of what we saw quarterback with them for a while. This is not a great North Carolina defense. For, for the years, they have struggled against the run as well. Uh, but the Seminoles aren't very good on that side of the ball either. They don't get a pass rush. Um, I'm going to be looking at the over in this football game. I, I think it's I think it's just too low at 64. I, I think it's like I said a 44-31 kind of game. I think we get into the 70s. We got the uh, the big time game of the week: Georgia and Alabama. I don't know what Nick Saban's status is as of now. From, from what I understand, it looks like it's trending towards him coaching. Uh, right? Um, he's passed. He had to pass three tests in 24 hours. Three or three consecutive tests and a, two in the span of 24 hours. Uh, so, um, I mean, it, it nobody seems, finds think, this like random that all yeah, of a sudden he's negative all of a sudden. I mean, come on, man. Oh, you know, he's I lying. mean, I, listen, they I, don't care. They're, he's coaching no matter sure. what, big man. <laughs> They're going to lie. Like, you know, even, of come course. on. Even if they, you don't think they said, oh, three tests in a row, two negative in 24 hours, you don't think, big man, that if they came up positive, he just say, do another one. Do it again. Like, you know what I'm saying? Do it again. Do it again. Like, yeah, come on. Like you said, it was a, sort of like Trump before the debate. He was supposed to do it like, like I, Nick Saban will be on the sidelines tomorrow, big man. Yeah, and look, I, I got to be honest. I'm not really sure why it's like so imperative that he is. I mean, I, I think Sarkeesian can handle it for one game. Uh, Gabe, I want to tell you a very quick story. Um there's a guy in South Philadelphia. He taught me when I was a young lad, he taught me a lot about sports betting. He's one of the sharpest gamblers I've ever seen. He's um, a legend in these parts. And he very, he calls me, but he very rarely calls me with picks. Uh, He called me with a pick today and he told me, um, when do you ever get Alabama at home laying four? I said, you know, chill, you don't get it very often. He said, you got you got to lay it with the Tidesmen. He said they're going to beat Georgia. You know, you got to walk on quarterback for Georgia here. I think Alabama's defense picks it up. They weren't good last week. I agree with him. I'm laying the four here. Alabama and me home, too. give me it. I'm all in. And, you know, Alabama haven't been good, actually, in these spreads uh, games, which are surprising. But uh, in un- under seven or one in six, I believe, uh, last seven times the spread under seven. But basically like three or four times to Clemson. It's like all in the, in the championship games and in the playoff game. Alabama's offense is unstoppable, guys. Put points up, all right? We're going to wrap it up with Big Man on the other side. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. You're listening to Sports Radio with Gabe Morenci.
Portrait. Late night, Friday night pre-show. A couple of minutes with Big Man on campus. Always flies uh, by. Big Man will be back with us on Sunday. So, Big Man, I'll uh, put you on a hot seat. Uh, NFL football this week. Um, is there anything that catches your eye? Give us an NFL pick if you've got one. Even your thoughts on, on the Eagle game. And then soccer. What should we be looking at uh, this weekend in soccer? I'm fired. You know what? You know I love to lay it down on soccer. And I'm not missing out on this stuff, man. That that Italian soccer run was a lot of fun, uh, Big Man, during the pandemic. And, you know, the summer, whenever it was. So I'm ready to get back at it. What are we looking at this weekend? Uh, you got Sassuolo and you have Bologna. Sassuolo and Bologna, Gabe, are two very close cities. They're about 10 miles apart. Uh, this is a derby, if you will. Uh, Sassuolo is basically mini Atalanta. They score a ton of goals. They score goals for fun. And if not for offsides, they would probably score five or six goals a game. I mean, they just go forward and go forward and go forward. They have plenty of attacking options. And Gabe, Bologna, I ran some numbers on this group. They have given up a goal in 36 straight Serie A matches. They are just dreadful defensively. Um, I love the price on Sassuolo. It's just too high, plus 145. I also bet the over one-and-a-half team total goals. This seems to me like a three- or four-one game. Bologna is going to be without one of their top wingers. Uh, he was um, injured in international play this week, Scavels, and he won't be playing. So I think that takes um, some play out of a really poor group going forward as it is. Uh, as far as the NFL is concerned, quickly, um, Julio Jones is back for the Falcons. They've got some new life after – uh, losing Dan Quinn, we'll all miss Dan Quinn and his inability to cover the number. But uh, Minnesota um, defensively stuck as well. I think Kirk Cousins moves the ball. Both these defenses have, uh, have no success. I think we see a game that gets into the 30s for both teams. I'm going to lean over. Thanks, Gabe. Always a pleasure, man. Yeah, we saw we saw um, the Texans win after they got rid of O'Brien. We'll see if uh, the Falcons. I think it's a little different because they like uh, Dan Quinn now. I think they, they hated O'Brien, right? Hey, Big Man, you're the man. Uh, follow Big Man. Check him out over at Barstool and his blog, barstool.sports.com. And, of course, on Twitter, Barstool Sports. Sports Rake continues. Bring it.